Hey everyone, welcome to another special episode of the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast, part of the Cincy Jungle podcast channel. I'm Anthony Cazenza. Unfortunately, my partner in crime, John Sheeran, couldn't be here for this special interview, but we've got another special guest, the second member of the day from the Bengals 1981 Super Bowl team, Mr. Charles Alexander, part of an all-star backfield on that team. How are you, sir? Joining us from I'm doing great. I'm doing Sugar great, man. Yeah, yeah. good. Uh, Seventy degree weather here, man. What are you? What are you guys doing? <laughs> well, I'm I'm in Southern California, so oh, okay, I, all right. Yeah, yeah. So I, I've got that. You know, you've probably been hearing that the Super Bowl in LA is you know in the 80s right now. So I've I'm sure we're making a lot of people in Cincinnati jealous with, uh, with how warm with how yeah. warm it is in our respective areas. But uh, good to have you on. How have things been going? Oh, I can't complain, man. It's been great. Life's been good. Well, we're going to hear a little bit about, you know, some of your go down memory lane and talk about your experience right. with the team and, and your Super Bowl run and whatnot. But I first want to get your thoughts on this year's team. You've got some connections uh, because of some LSU alums that are on this team and whatnot. So you may be paying attention, maybe a little bit more than usual, but your thoughts on this year's team in terms of where they started, where you kind of thought they would be. And if did you picture them going this far at, at this point in time? Uh, quite honestly, no. Uh, I thought, you know, I thought if the, if, if, if the guys could go 500, that that would be a win, uh, winning season for them. Uh, but I never in my wildest dreams uh, would imagine <laughs> uh, the Bengals being in the Super Bowl. You know, sometimes it takes a little while to, to build a team. And, uh, you know, Joe Burrow's pretty young and uh, Chase is made rookie of the year. So, you know, I just didn't think that uh, things would happen. But, you know, I always thought that once you get in the playoffs, anything can happen. Now, when when you were on that 81 team, uh, that was just just before my time. But I, I, I'm, trying, <laughs> I'm trying to think back. I mean, I know quite a bit about the team and whatnot, but I'm trying to think back. What were the expectations around your team that, that season? I mean, was it kind of a similar thing where people thought, yeah, they'd be pretty good, but – definitely not a Super Bowl contender or was that kind of a thing where hey you know they've got a lot of veteran guys on this team some stars you know that, that especially on offense and maybe they could make a run of it what were the expectations around your team at that time almost the same thing as, as really current, current Cincinnati Bengals team now uh, nobody ever thought that uh <clears throat> that we had the talent to uh to go to the Super Bowl uh we were just uh happy to make it to the playoffs because uh, the the season before, I can't remember what our record was, but it wasn't. We didn't have a winning record the season before. It was our, uh, I think it was my third year in the NFL, uh, third or fourth year in the NFL, and uh, we were relatively we were a relatively young team, and you know, like I said before, we got in the playoffs and things started to click, and next thing you know, uh, we were. We were in the Super Bowl. We only had to win uh, two games. Uh, we we beat Buffalo, and then we beat the Chargers, and uh, the third game was the Super Bowl. So, just happening. Yeah. 
By the way, uh, our, our mutual acquaintance, Mike Holbrook, he's got a nickname for you. He keeps telling me to, to call you your nickname there, Ch- Chucky. Uh, that's, that's my Cincinnati nickname. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, yeah Mike, Mike connected Thanks a lot, us. Mike. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't know if I wanted to share that. I said, are you sure you want me to share no, that? No, I'm, I'm all right with it. I don't no, know. Right. I, I'm, a, I'm a guy with, uh, with many nicknames, man. I, I probably got at least four nicknames. And when somebody calls me one of those names, I know exactly what area of the country they're from. <laughs> you know, from high school to either LSU. Uh, uh, high school, they call me Mule, M-U-L-E, like a, okay. <laughs> like a, like a jackass, you know. <laughs> and they, 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 they call me Mule because I, I, I guess they thought I was stronger than most, most guys on the team. So they call me that. And then I got to uh, LSU, uh, they called me uh, Sweetness, which that okay. was an honor because that was kind of, uh, uh, it was named, nicknamed after Walter Payton. So right. I didn't mind that one. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I'll tell you uh, how I got the Cincinnati nickname. Uh, we were, uh, back in the day, we used to get our paychecks on the uh, airplane on the way back <laughs> in training camp. Hmm. And and somebody got my happened to get my paycheck and my name was on it. My full name was on it. And uh, my name is Charles Fred Alexander Jr. And that was on the on the uh, you could see it through the envelope. Mm-hmm. And man, after they got they got that and they took it and ran with it. And nobody <laughs> ever called me Charles anymore. They called me Chucky Fred. Chucky Fred <laughs> was that was that yeah. teammates or was that coaches or what? what was that was the... teammates. That was okay. my teammates. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't remember who who actually gave me that name, but uh, yeah, that's I didn't answer to Charles anymore. It was Chucky Fred. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, well, I, you know, there's I mentioned there's a lot of LSU players. You you obviously being from LSU as well. I want to ask you about some stuff about that in just a little bit, but. There's some LSU players, especially mega stars on this current team in terms of Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase. Um, I, you know, I think we were all, for the most part, not very surprised at Joe Burrow maybe hitting his stride pretty early on. Maybe not Super Bowl stride second year, but I think we were all pretty, we kind of figured he'd get things figured out pretty early in his career. But what about Jamar Chase? Because he didn't play football at all last year. Granted, he had the rapport with Burrow from college, but were you surprised even with all the talent that Chase had, that he just kind of hit the ground running and was as impactful as he was seeing that you knew him from LSU. And then obviously now on the Bengals. I, I knew he, eventually he would get it. Uh, he did have a little adjustment period uh, <laughs> in, in the beginning uh, drops, drop, you know, several passes, mm-hmm. but uh, you know, people don't realize that the, 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 the there's a little difference in the football from college uh, to professional. Uh, you got a got a little white stripe on both ends of that football in college, <laughs> and then in the NFL, it's just a plain brown ball, and uh, you don't have to focus uh, or concentrate as much uh, in college because of the white stripes. You know, I mean, that little thing really makes a difference, and I think it took him a while to get used to that. Plus, like you said, he had been out for a year and uh, he, had, he had to adjust to the speed of the game. And uh, but he, once he caught on, <laughs> it was a whole different ball game. Yeah. And uh, 
I'm just so proud of both of those guys. Uh, they, they, they just had a great year. Uh, I think you got two more LSU guys on, on the team, too. And uh, I was speaking with someone today. I said, man, we that's, that's six LSU guys playing in the Super Bowl. That's, that's unbelievable. Yeah, from from both teams. Yeah, I mean, you've got right. Whitworth from way back when. Whitworth, uh, who was also a Bengals. Yeah, right. right. And then, and you've then got you got that. Odell Beckham Jr. Right. Yeah. So it, it's it's LSU is well represented. Hopefully, yeah, they'll yeah. use that as a recruiting tool next year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They uh, like man, a little bit of a rough go after that after that Burrow championship run. There, you were part of an insanely talented backfield as a running back with the Cincinnati Bengals. They had they had Pete Johnson. They also had Archie Griffin and then yourself, all outstanding college running backs and then had great pro careers in your own rights there. And obviously we're a big um, we're big contributors to the Bengals making that that 81 Super Bowl run and whatnot. But when you were in the draft process, I know it's quite a bit different now than it was when you were drafted. But what was that? What was some of the pre-draft conversations if you had? any with with Paul Brown some of the brain trust there and their emphasis at the time of hey we want to have a multi-headed running attack we want to be a ground and pound football team that's a very easy question okay uh, I never heard from Cincinnati until I was drafted really yeah never first got, round nobody, pick and they really <laughs> nobody worked me out nothing I I guess they just watched film and that was enough uh wow. I knew the Bengals had uh the Bengals had two picks in the first round, the third pick of the, of the first round and the 12th pick. And uh, Jack Thompson was taken with the uh, third pick and I was taken mm-hmm. with the 12th pick. So that was an easy course. To- <laughs> yeah, I, that's, <laughs> that's, I, that's I actually shocked. really surprising. Yeah, I, I was shocked that uh, the Bengals picked me because uh, no one ever called to even talk to me on the phone. And next thing I know, I'm at a press conference in Cincinnati. But it worked out fine. I, I I enjoyed my time in Cincinnati. Well, that's good. I didn't. I actually just that blows me away that that they didn't really reach out very much, and maybe they just were like, "Hey, this is this is the best guy available, and we're we're going with it." They still utilize that strategy a little bit today, so uh, that's that's really interesting to hear about that. But going yeah. back to your 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 Super Bowl run here, you actually had quite a bit of. Um, quite a bit of contributions there, especially in the, the Buffalo Bill game, the game against the Buffalo Bills. You had two touchdowns in that game. But what are some of your – take a stroll down memory lane a little bit. What are some of the the memories you hold near and dear about the Super Bowl, even though the, the result of the game did not go your guys' way? Well, uh, I remember it being cold. <laughs> Pontiac, I remember that. I, I, I remember uh, – I'm like, man – you know, I, I, trust me. I was, I was thankful. I was, I was happy. I was elated that I got to go to Super Bowl. But I was like, man, wish it was in Miami or wish it was in California. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we all had rental cars. Uh, nobody was. Uh, I don't know. I know I didn't use mine. I, uh, a lot of guys didn't use their rental cars because we were scared to go anywhere. It was ice and snow everywhere and. Nobody wanted to get uh, stranded and, or tear up a rental car. So we just kind of stuck around the hotel and uh, hung out there and went to practice when we had to go to practice and meetings. And, uh, but <clears throat> it was, uh, I remember, uh, one thing I definitely remember is the price of the tickets, hmm. uh, $75. Uh, 
if, if my memory serves me right. And, uh, you know, after you invite your family, you didn't, you don't want those tickets to be like they are today, man. It's right, unbelievable. Right. <laughs> those tickets are, uh, I think they're going, what, $2,500 to $3,000? Oh, that's, that's, gen- that's, 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 that's yeah. on the, yeah, that's on the low yeah. side there. Yeah, yeah. Right. And that's not going through StubHub. So right, right. You know, you're going through that, you're going to probably pay 10 times that. So it's, it's a whole new ball game. Uh, but uh, I do remember, and getting to the game, I remember we were a little uptight. Uh, guys were not, uh, you know, we, we were excited about being there. We tried to stay focused. But and the reason I know we were uptight, we, we actually had two guys uh, get into a brawl uh, maybe an hour before the game about who was going to go first in the tape line to get the ankles taped. So we had, wow. Yeah, we had a couple of guys go at it and uh, I was like, man, so we we didn't really play too well the first half. Yeah. Uh we 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 were down twenty to nothing at halftime and I was and I and I'm not sure I'm not the only one, but I wasn't looking forward to going back in that locker room at halftime <laughs> and and uh dealing with Coach Greg because he was <laughs> You know, he wasn't a happy camper, but uh, yeah, he really, yeah. uh, he, he, uh, he kind of fooled us a little bit. Uh, we were thought he, we, I know I did. I, I thought he was going to go and start throwing chairs and screaming, yelling, but he didn't. Uh, he just said, look, uh, we're at the big dance. We're not playing like we're capable of playing. Uh, let's just relax and go out there and play like, like, like I know you can. And that was pretty much, the, that was it. And we we broke off into some individual meetings, uh, made some corrections, and uh, we ended up making a game out of it at the end. Uh, the final score was twenty six to twenty one. Right, right. Yeah. So it was, uh, but it was a great it was a great uh, thing to go to the Super Bowl. I, I'll never forget it. Well, I we're we're talking with Charles Alexander, a former running back of the Cincinnati Bengals, member of the 1981 Super Bowl team, and former first round pick of the club. A surprising first round pick, I guess, on your end, uh, in some ways, based on what you were just telling us that the Bengals took you that early. But um, hey, uh, you know, we just had earlier on. I was telling you before we took the air, we just had Ken Anderson on as as part of our Super Bowl coverage. You talked about kind of how Forrest Gregg was maybe a surprising, calming presence amid that that twenty to nothing deficit in that game. Obviously, you kind of roared back. Everybody played well, including Ken. I just kind of want to maybe get your thoughts on him in that season in terms of a leadership role, and obviously the fact that the team had had that iconic win in the Freezer Bowl, the game before the Super Bowl. I don't know. Just talk about your uh, your team's quarterback that year in an, in an MVP season, and maybe how he had something to do with the fact that he you guys played well and came back in that Super Bowl. Uh, Kenny was uh, never say die uh, quarterback. Uh, they drafted uh, Jack Thompson, and this is just me talking. I I can't swear to this, but. I think they drafted Jack Thompson to replace Kenny Anderson. Uh, and it, uh, everybody at uh, Kenny was getting a little bit, you know, long in the tooth, uh, but mm-hmm. looked like the older he got, the better he played. <laughs> he, yeah. Was, yeah. he was tough as nails, man. Uh, I think the big thing about Kenny that, that particular season, that it, uh, he stayed healthy. Uh, 
he was fortunate enough to stay healthy most of the season. I think he did have an injury or two at the beginning of the season, but once he got healthy, he played like uh, he was lights out, man. And then in the playoffs, uh, you know, the game that really impressed me with, with him was the uh, the San Diego game where the temperature, I think the temperature was, uh, I know it was in the, the negatives, uh, right. like, like <laughs> right. ne- negative uh, 10, negative nine or whatever. But I do mm-hmm. remember the wind chill was a negative fifty nine, and uh, to play to play and throw the football like he did under those conditions was 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 just crazy, unbelievable. Uh, Dan Faust uh, came in from San Diego and, and wasn't accustomed to the weather, of course. And Kenny's, I guess Kenny was Kenny knew about. Uh, the, the, the weather because he got a chance to practice in it and knew not to throw the ball up too high. And, uh, basically we, we did a lot of short passes to keep, mm-hmm. keep the ball uh, in play. And uh, he did a great job of that. Uh, he's a guy that really got us to the Super Bowl though. Cause he had, a, that was one of his better seasons. Support for this show comes from Sylvan learning as a parent. You want your child to have every opportunity But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Yeah, most definitely. You also played, if I'm not mistaken, may, uh, albeit kind of briefly, uh, under Sam Weish, correct? So, um, Yeah, my last two years. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm curious. I haven't asked anyone about this, so I'm curious your mindset. And I don't know how well you know Zach Taylor or maybe you see and hear some things about him, but they're – to me, there kind of seems to be a little bit of a parallel in terms of maybe the, the second team, that the second Bengals team that made it to the Super Bowl, the 1988 team, and just kind of the the creativity, the, the wizardry, if you will, of Sam Weish that year, and kind of a little bit of the same thing, youthful energy, confidence that Zach Taylor exudes. I don't know if you see any parallels or similarities there between those two coaches, but I, you know, I'd love to hear yeah. about your experience under Weish. Yeah, it it seems like uh, like like you said earlier. I I don't I hadn't met uh, Zach Taylor, uh, <clears throat> but I did play on the coach Weiss uh, for two years. But and I've been watching the Bengals uh, more this year than recently because of the two LSU guys too. <laughs> uh, yeah. But I've been watching them. You know, I watch them every year. But in particular this year, I don't know if I missed the game because it was really exciting brand of football that they played. <clears throat> But uh, Coach Weiss was, a, I, I would say, an innovator. Uh, came off of uh, the 49, I think, 
he coached with the 49ers before he came to be head coach of the Bengals mm-hmm. right. and was an innovator. Uh, I think we were the first team to go with the no huddle offense uh, back in the mid 80s. Uh, 84, 85, uh, the, the no huddle offense with Boomer. And next um, thing so you know, you know, the NFL is a copycat league. And, uh, yeah. you know, if you're successful doing one thing, and everybody started uh, doing a little version of their little no huddle offense. So, uh, but Coach Weiss used to uh, tell a lot of jokes and kind of keep the team loose. And we liked that. And it was a, but when he needed to get tough, he he knew how to do that too. Yeah, kind of hitting, flipping the switch a little bit, it seems, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I just before we kind of uh, talk about your your business venture and and uh, get your predictions on the game, I want to go back to your your playing days at LSU. We've talked a lot about about that. I, obviously, today LSU SEC football is kind of um, NFL minor leagues, I guess, if you will, an NFL farming system, just because of the competitiveness and all of that. What was it like in, in your time? Is it was it still the same kind of tough, talented, smash mouth brand of football? And, uh, you know, I mean, obviously, when you come from LSU and that SEC conference, there's there's a lot of um, there's a lot of uh, I'm trying to think of the word like notoriety or a lot of, uh, you know, you come you come battle tested. Right. 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 Uh, well, one thing, uh, that's different, uh, that they just implemented in college football is that, what is it? Uh, name, image and likeness. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wish they would have had that when I was there. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, we, when I was at LSU and, and even, and not just LSU, it was the whole SEC and it was. 75% run the football. You know, it, it's these uh it's a little bit different now. It's, it's more of a uh where everybody passes the ball more uh in in uh not just the SEC but all all college teams. And uh football's just changed a little bit. Uh it's more of a passing game now than it is uh running yeah. the ball 30 40 times a game. Right. And beating right. everybody up so uh I just I think to win consistently though you you got to have a you got to have a little bit of a, a running game so they can respect the running game and and uh, but you're gonna make your bread and butt off throwing the football these days it's just a different brand of football. Yeah, well before we get your your prediction on the game and kind of what what you think are some of the keys to it, I, I've been asking a lot of former Bengals uh, that we've talked to this past week or so about their their thoughts on the Brown family, uh, what it means, what you think it means to them for them, not only being back at the Super Bowl, but potentially finally hosting a Lombardi trophy. I know there's kind of some narratives about the the Brown family and the Blackburn family that may, that have been painted by the national media that may not necessarily be wholly true about them. And, and the, the resonating theme that I keep hearing is that, you know, regardless of anything, they love football and they want to win. But I guess I'd love, since you had experience under Paul Brown, you've been around Mike Brown, I'd love to hear kind of your thoughts before we get to your predictions on, you know, what you think this entire experience means to that family and if they were to win it. Well, they always tell me third time's a charm. So uh, I'm definitely, uh, um, I'm hoping that the, the Bengals can pull it out this time uh, for Mike Brown and uh, I know his father, uh, 
Mr. Paul Brown is looking down on this and uh, saying who they and uh, <laughs> I, I can remember I can remember those two being I mean really they did not miss a practice you know with regardless of the conditions they were it could be raining it could be cold out there or whatever uh, they, they they made sure that they attended practice uh, mm. the only the only time I can say that they they got involved in uh, I'll say it a few few things at practice when we, it was the the practice before the uh, uh, San Diego game uh, that you know I was talking about the San Diego game with the 59 mm-hmm. below uh, windshield uh, they actually uh, I think I saw him whisper to uh, Forrest Gregg and say, let's get out of here. It's too cold <laughs> to get out of here right now. <laughs> they, they practice lasted a little bit too long for them that day. It was just the day before the game. So, but uh, yeah, they were, they were a joy to be around. Uh, they didn't, uh, they would accept your phone calls. They, they talked to you. They, they, they just were good owners. And uh, I'm uh, hoping that Cincinnati wins for them. Uh, just as much as I am for the city of Cincinnati. Yeah. Well, what do you what do you think happens this weekend? And how are how are you watching? Are you watching it at home? Are you going somewhere? Or what? 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 I'm watching it at home, uh, inviting a few friends over, but it won't nice. be very many. Uh, I like to I like to watch the game where I can hear the television and hear the commentating and uh, just enjoy the game. I don't like to be. I've, I've tried this other way before with the. 50 people and you can't pay attention to the game. You don't know yeah. what's going on. <laughs> you right. know, you, especially if you have it at your own house, you know, you're worried right. about, uh, does he have enough to, to eat or does he have, does he need something to drink? So I, right. I, uh, kind of cut all that out and, uh, just basically I'm going to enjoy the game and watch it and study it and see what happens, man. Cause, uh, <clears throat> there's a lot of my, uh, friends in this area that are Dallas Cowboy fans they're upset because their cowboy's not there and they're not, they're not <laughs> wishing right. us well. So oh, we'll see what okay. happens though. <laughs> okay. You got a prediction about or thoughts about how this one's going to play oh, out? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think it's going to be a high scoring game. Uh, my, uh, I wrote it on a piece of paper here. 34 oh. Cincinnati, 28 Rams. Oh, I love it. That'd be an exciting one. Wow. That's a lot of points. It's going to be a yeah. shootout, man. Yeah. It's going to yeah. be a shootout. Yeah. And Mr. I love Mixon's going to be your MVP. Oh, see, that's that's my sneaky uh-huh. pick. That's my sneaky pick for MVP. I like that. Ooh, I, I like that. Ball at you, huh? Yeah, <laughs> running back picking a running back for the for the Super Bowl MVP. I love oh, it. Oh, of course, love, of course. I love it. <laughs> uh, we've been yeah. chatting with Charles Alexander, former running back and first round pick of the Cincinnati Bengals, member of the 1981 Super Bowl team, and it's been awesome catching up with you. You've got. Speaking of menus and serving friends at your house and whatnot, Charles, you have uh, a a business called Come On Man Cajun Seasoning, and I'll put the uh, the I'll pin the website in our our chats here. But oh man, uh, tell us, look at that! All right, yeah, tell us like a little that. bit about yeah, tell us a little bit about the the business you got going there. How people can maybe how and where they can find the products and all of that well, good stuff. It's it's not it's not. Uh... It's not nationally. Uh, it's not on all the grocery store shelves. I wish I could just send you to Kroger, but that's not the way. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I'm in a lot of mom and pop shops, and uh, I do a lot of business online. 
So okay. especially for the Cincinnati people, I'm going to have to give you my website. You can order it off the website. Yeah, please do. <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, www.comeonmancajunseasoning.com. I know that's a mouthful, but uh, I think you can just Google my name and, and it, it will pop up uh, somewhere along the line. But uh, I have uh, three hot sauces. Uh, I have an all-purpose seasoning, a fish fry, and my favorite is uh, a crab ball. It's a crab, crawfish, and shrimp ball. And uh, if you like to ball crabs or seafood, uh, shrimp, and, and, and crawfish, I don't, I don't know if you guys get <laughs> get crawfish that far north. It would be, be kind of expensive to do it, but uh, it's pretty it's pretty good. Yeah, I, so um, people can, I, I think this was, uh, I think I found the, the boil that you're talking about here. I'll pull that back up. People can order this uh, online and have it have it shipped to them. Is that, uh, or yes, they have sir. to go into, okay, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah everything, it's, it's pretty easy, uh, even, you know, I'm not very, uh, I'm not a computer guy, and I think I could find my way with, through this website here, so it's pretty easy to walk through it. Uh, place your order. Awesome. Well, uh, we, we want to push that out to our listeners and our, and we'll be putting this on cincyjungle.com as well. So we'll definitely be promoting that. And I'm going to, I'm going to partake. I like, I like sauces and rubs and seasoning. I'm kind of a, a griller and okay, a, a okay, cooker here. Okay. And there, so I, I will definitely partake in this for sure and order some good stuff there. Uh, and Charles, this has been an immense pleasure. I'm, I'm sorry it's it's our first time that we've had, John. We'd love to have you back on, particularly, hopefully, talking about a Bengals win after this weekend. But sometime down the road, if, if you're willing and able, we would love to catch up with you and uh, have you back on the program. Well, you tell Big Mike that Chucky Fred doesn't mind. I, I would <laughs> love to do it. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, it's been great, great talking and meeting you. Have fun this weekend, and uh, we will we will catch up soon. I appreciate the the lengthy amount of time. Very generous with it, and I appreciate that. No problem. Who day, man? All right, who day, Charles? Thank you. That was Charles Alexander, former running back for the Cincinnati Bengals. Gave us like thirty minutes. Can't even believe it. That was awesome. And thank you, Mike Holbrook, listener, for making the connection there, as you have with many other guests that we have had on here. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate that. This has been quite the week. Um, and, and there's still more to come. We're going to have more of a fan centric show tomorrow. I don't even know what that's going to look like really, but, um, we've, we've got, we're going to get a lot of you on the air, whether that's listener questions and all kinds of stuff, but Hey, Tim McGee earlier this week, we had our deep dive Wednesday show. We had Ken Anderson earlier today, Charles Alexander today. We have, um, gosh, we've got an interview going up with Chad Johnson that we, John and I were able to do a little earlier today. We're, we're, getting that all produced and prettied up for all of you. Chad Johnson, we got to speak with him. I can't even believe it. And of course, we've got an in-person, potential in-person event with Anthony Munoz. So uh, we'll be we'll be locking that down and, and doing all of that. Of course, weeks prior, we had Icky Woods and, and many others on the show. So it has been awesome. Hopefully you have enjoyed this as much as we have. Also, if you're following us at Bengals OBI on Twitter, we've been in on the Bengals press conferences, asking some questions there specifically. So you can follow it on the Twitter account on Cincy Jungle's Instagram page. You can find little clips, or if you go on NFL.com, you can find the entire press conference snippets there. And um, so, yeah, hopefully you are enjoying the 
trying to be a big amount of coverage that we are bringing you. Our thanks to Charles Alexander for this specific show. And we'll keep hammering you with all kinds of stuff. We appreciate it. And um, man, this has been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun doing this. It's been a lot of fun bringing this to you. Hopefully, like I said, hopefully you all have enjoyed it and we got more to come. So you can, if you're new to this program, welcome. You can go and subscribe. I believe it's right down here. There's a little icon there. If you're watching on YouTube, you can click that to subscribe, click the bell to be notified when we go live, when new content is available. We have a Cincy Jungle podcast audio channel. So you can get our show, Orange is the New Black from Mason Zim, Coach Speak and Chalk Talk with Matt Minnick. Of course, if you like the Cincy Jungle Facebook page, we live stream there. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. Follow us. Give us a thumbs up. Listen to us if, if you like what we're doing. We appreciate all the support. And uh, hey, thanks. I'm seeing. Thank you. Great show. I appreciate it, everybody. And um, hey, this has been this has been fun. This has been fun. And, uh, you know, all these guys that are coming on our show have been incredibly gracious with their time and willingness. And we can't thank all of them enough. We'll see you next time. That was Charles Alexander. Go catch up on the Ken Anderson interview. Go catch up on the Tim McGee interview, our Wednesday night show. We'll be putting out the Chad Johnson interview very soon. Go get all that stuff, how I just mentioned, and we'll keep bringing you stuff. We'll see you soon.